Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American, the affirmative task we have now, uh, create a new world order, got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm happy to inform you that I have not been suicided since this morning's episode. Joe, how are you? Doing great. We're not, we're not live on the website, guys. We're not live on the website. We're not? Oh, look, I got the Alamo behind me. We do. We figured we'd, we'd change up the backgrounds, modernize them a little bit. Yeah, so we're, we're both still alive. Uh, even though we dug deeper into the new released emails off the laptop than most people are probably willing to do, probably even 90% of Congress, if not all of them. Uh, but we have just more to, you know, more fuel to add to the fire. I know a lot of people really like that episode. Um, so let's jump into it. Joe, if you haven't seen, uh, Daryl Issa uh, has been uh, calling for preservation notices uh, regarding the laptop and across all sectors. Uh, across government, across big tech, and anyone that had a hand in suppressing it. Uh, and this is coming on the tails of what looks to be a, an impending Hunter Biden indictment. And I, one can only imagine uh, the consequences and, and, and PR nightmare that is having the royal prince of Washington, D.C., the, the royal prince of Georgetown, uh, indicted on FARA violations. Uh, money laundering, tax fraud, and uh, business dealings okay, so with uh, foreign adversaries. Yes. So as we start talking through what that means to be indicted, you have to keep in mind that there's there's this golden parachute that could be uh, kind of utilized at any moment by Biden, the guy that's illegally occupied us. And I think that it, uh, you know, as as we start looking at consequences and the things that we should be investigating, we, we've, we've gone the last two years without any investigations of anything. Remember, we had over 50, what, over 50 intelligence community members that signed on to a letter, many of which were suppressing it and now involved in the emails directly related to the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, this, is no. not a, this is not a small issue. There's a lack of accountability. There's a lack of, there's a lack of just principle law, just the following of law in our country by people in positions of power and authority. They literally are flaunting it in our face. As it goes to the mat, this is something so significant, specifically that document you referenced that they, all these intelligence uh, yeah. masterminds signed on to. You know, when they said that the Founding Fathers, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they signed a, you know, royal treason against the crown. It's the inverse of that now. You know, right. the, these people that signed on to it uh, signed uh, a bill of treason against the people they claim to represent. So... Uh, you, my, my concern, and we discussed this earlier, is to what distance are they willing to go to prevent it from going to the mat? What will they be willing to sacrifice of us on our part to save their own asses? 
So, Mr. Breezy, we pull up uh, A1. This came out probably two hours after our morning episode. Uh, Hunter Biden's tax probe picks up speed. Prosecutors have interviewed several associates about foreign income and asked questions about his drug and alcohol use and state of mind. Uh, the, this is Daily Mail or da- Daily Mall, the ones that actually, you know, for the longest time didn't uh, address the issue and then and then confirmed it and, and then actually broke the story about Metabiota. The Hunter Biden tax probe is picking up speed with prosecutors interviewing associates and witnesses about the first son's foreign business dealings. The Wall Street Journal reported that prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware are interested in funds the first son first son received from Burisma. We'll get into that later as well. A really interesting connection there between uh, Metabiota trying to uh, contract with Burisma for a quote-unquote science project in the country of Ukraine. Source also told the journal that one person was extensively questioned in front of the grand jury in February on Biden's drug and alcohol use. You can pull that, Mr. Producer. You know, what's interesting is they're probably going to plea, or, you know, if he is indicted, they're probably going to, you know, it's like an insanity plea almost to say that, well, I was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. You know, the charges need to be lesser. So, thoughts on well, that, John? It's not a matter of, matter of it's, it's a matter of whether or not they can be held accountable at all. And I think this is, again, what we were talking about this morning. This is just carrying on to that. Uh, Mr. Producer, if you could make sure that on all the um, different platforms we put out, all of these that we were able to read through. It's going to be important as it starts to lead down a pathway. You know, the, the tax evasion is one part. I mean, I, l- I want to know what taxes are in a gazillion dollars. If you remember the video this morning, he said, I make a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, what the taxes on that is to tax us even more. But as, as we get through a bunch of these different cuts, I mean, obviously you had uh, Daryl uh, Issa that said he's putting uh, Ron Klain and the White House on notice. Um, Go to um, uh, cut A3, the press notice. In, in this preservation notice, Senator Issa, Issa, Issa demands White House and tech giants preserve documents on Hunter Biden's Republican plans inquiry after midterms. Why are they waiting till after the midterms? Well, it's just another money. Why grab. do you think they're waiting until after the midterms? You want to see that Go next episode? Pay us now. It's all part of the establishment. Yeah. So. So he, the Republican Party has planned to open. Here's the problem. Here's the problem we're going to be up against in the midterms. And everyone needs to pay attention to this. Right. And let me, let me tell you what we're up against. We're up against a group of people that now are going to double down on stealing elections at the midterm. That's why you have all the polls showing that the Democrats are only down two points. I, you cannot find, we should do an independent poll across the board. You can't find 47% of any part of the Democrats, they would vote for this clown in office or any Democrat policies. It, it just doesn't happen. So by saying that you're only, they're only down two points in the polls, what they're doing is they're setting it up for the systems to be used again to steal the votes of the American people all across the nation. And we're going to face That's the biggest threat we have to our country right now is the election machines. And, we, and if we don't get to the bottom of rid of, of Dominion Voting Systems and ESNS and Smartmatic and all these guys, we have no chance. We have no chance. And the reason why we have no chance is because they are literally going to do everything they can to lie, cheat, and steal. They have done nothing but lie, cheat, and steal up until this point. Now they're just expecting us that we're supposed to just forget about it or, or just to accept the lie as the truth. We, yeah. we have big problems going into these midterms. And that's why we're going to have to make bigger decisions. That's why they're pushing us towards the brink of World War III. 
is because they want to try and cover up with as much as they possibly can all of the misdeeds of these really evil people in our government. Well, their ideal, super, their, super evil people. Their ideal situation is make it such a such a chaotic state moving forward that they they can make the the claim that uh, we can no we we can no longer we do not have the ability to run an election right now. The world is in such a state of chaos we can't run an election. Sorry, you're going to have to deal with us. You're going to have to deal with martial law. So on 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 the subject of this impending uh, indictment of the dark prince of D.C. Uh, let's put up cut A4, please. This is uh, Oversight uh, Chairman uh, Daryl Issa. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. We'll have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. There it is, Joe Biden sparking global backlash with that remark about Putin's regime, sending the White House into immediate damage control. Clarifying, quote, the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise powers over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Right. Here to react, retired U.S. Army Captain and House Foreign Affairs Committee member, Congressman Daryl Issa. Congressman, great to see you this morning. We've talked at length Good about morning. what might have happened there in that moment. Can you help shine light on what you think the ramifications are, maybe in Russia? How will that comment land? Well, I'm sure in Russia they were asking who has the football at this time, if that man is saying that. Uh, you know, presidents are held to a very high standard of accuracy when they say things, particularly in a prepared speech. And in this case, this was supposed to be a prepared speech. Uh, this certainly was not in the speech. No speechwriter would use terms like that for the same reason as uh, when the president was asked about chemical weapons uh, and he said, we've respond in kind. We have banned chemical weapons, would not use them, and any response would be based on the illegal use of chemical weapons by Putin, which he's already done. He's used uh, uh, these phosphorus burning uh, agents that uh, most civilized countries wouldn't use any longer. So uh, what is what's happening in uh, in Russia? In Russia, they know they have a president who is as inconsistent in what he says he's going to do as he was in that 65 minute speech or uh, conversation in which he told Putin how terrible the uh, sanctions would be. And then Putin invaded anyway, feeling that it wasn't that terrible. Yeah, I wonder how seriously Vladimir Putin and those in Russia take Joe Biden's comments, or do they discount them as also the off-the-cuff, unplanned ramblings that so many here at home do as well? I want to save some time, Congressman, because I want to really get to this topic with you. Um, you have sent a letter to some of the CEOs of big tech companies saying, preserve your records. We want to know what went on in the fall of 2020 when it came to suppressing the Hunter Biden story. As well, your colleague, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, said this. She said, right. we will subpoena go, Hunter go Biden. This, it go should concern this. every. There, Joe. Position. Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So we put ourselves in a position where we are asking for you know, to follow rules that they're not actually going to follow. We know that the rules for radicals are they can play by any set of rules that they want, yet we're supposed to just sit back and use the judiciary. We, we, we already admitted is actually working the problem. You have to work the problem from the basis that nothing that
hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I'm getting disconnected. Bad, bad, bad. So we have to work the problem from what we know to be a fact. We know the is compromised, right? We know that we're dealing with a amount of, of uh, we call it a, a deep state government structure itself. And here we are trying to make sense, trying to put ourselves in a position where we think we can work through the judiciary system, where we can work through um, the, the system that they put in front of us. And I don't think that that's the case. I just don't think that wants to talk about respecting government apparatus. And I don't think that that's a possibility. No, no, we're, we're in, uh, for lack of better words, a Mexican standoff right now between the people and what they intend for us. So, Mr. Producer, before we hop into the really good stuff, I, I want the audience to understand what direction this is heading in and what the consequences of something that's never been done before, in my, my understanding, that the son of the president, the first son of the United States of America, is days away from the whisperings I hear of being indicted on charges that would put any one of us, any one of the average Americans away for decades. And to see them try to prevent this and work themselves out of it, if they cannot prevent it, what they're willing to do to work themselves out of it is going to be rather fascinating. So, Mr. Producer, if you could play cut A5 before we jump into the goods. Thank you. A5. So there were some developments today on the Hunter Biden story. The lawyer for the stripper that Hunter got pregnant now says he was interviewed by the FBI and he thinks Hunter is about to get indicted. Miranda Devine is a New York Post columnist and author of Laptop from Hell. What a perfect title for a book. So he gave up some documents, some financial documents to federal investigators about Hunter's finances. And now he thinks that Hunter might be indicted pretty soon. What do you make about that development, Miranda? Well, I think that London Roberts, who is the woman who is the mother of Hunter Biden's unacknowledged four-year-old daughter, uh, has already last month testified before the grand jury in Delaware that is investigating Hunter's uh, potential tax evasion, money laundering and uh, violations of the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Um, and she's uh, told them quite a lot. And uh, her lawyer handed over a whole... Uh, cache of documents and financial uh, matters that he claims, that having seen it, he says he would be very surprised if uh, Hunter weren't indicted from what he knows about those documents. And, you know, it, it, London Roberts was a young woman. She was um, working as a stripper in Washington, D.C. When Hunter met her, he frequented uh, a lot of strip joints and uh, got her pregnant. He said in his memoir, Beautiful Things, last year that he had no recollection of her at all, couldn't remember the encounter that they had. And yet what his laptop shows is that they knew each other for uh, at least uh, almost a year, several months. He worked for her. He used to smuggle her into his office 
in Washington, D.C., through the back door. Um, and so he, in fact, uh, told the managers of that building that she was the, um, the basketball coach of his daughter and also uh, Sasha Obama, Barack Obama's daughter. And he said that to sort of pull rank on the managers who were not happy about uh, this woman coming in and out of the back door of the office. Um, so he knew her very well, uh, but she had to uh, chase him for about 10 months through the courts to uh, get him to acknowledge paternity. She had to get a DNA test. Uh, and um, I suppose in the end, she does not feel that warmly towards him and you can't really blame her. And so um, I guess she's told the grand jury in Delaware everything she knows and her lawyer is assisting her. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you get strippers pregnant and then try to hide from them while doing crack and not pay child support for All right, you can pull it there. That was a fantastic way to end that video. So with all this in mind, Joe, um, what, what do you think unfolds in the next two weeks with all of this? Well, I don't think anything's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. And you say Nothing's happened in the last two years. Well, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm trying to give people options if you work the problem. Well, I want to apologize for my, my mic and the internet. Uh, it seems that 100 gigabyte uh, speed is not enough speed for me to stay connected. So I had to turn off uh, all my devices, including my phone, so I could have, you know, have the podcast. But um, so, so I want to, I mean, I want to say that it's not a matter of having all the goods in order to hold people accountable. We have the goods. We have all of them. So, so why is it if we have the goods that we're not able to um, force any accountability within our system? We have to identify that first in working the problem and then work it backwards. Because once we come to the same conclusion, which I think you'll come to the same conclusion that I'm going to say, and that is we have a compromised judiciary. We have leadership that literally is working interest. They're traitors to the American people. And we don't have an a executive branch that's worth uh, two piles of beans. All of that in place. What What is the obligation that we have? based on the Declaration of Independence. Well, we know. But I think the part that we're witnessing now that we've waited very long for is a cornered dog puts up a fight, Joe. And these people are cornered dogs. And so that dog will bite until it has no bite left in it. And that's what we're witnessing. Mr. Producer, if you pull up A5, the uh, Ukraine science project, it's funny how three weeks ago this was all conspiracy theory. I guess the difference between a conspiracy theory and reality now is three weeks. Exclusive. This was also in the Daily Mail. Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine specializing in deadly pathogen research. Laptop emails reveal raising more questions about the disgraced son of then vice president. The Russian government held a press conference Thursday claiming that Hunter Biden helped finance a U.S. military bioweapons research program in Ukraine. And the emails from uh, Rosemont Seneca do confirm this. They're sitting right here next to me. However, the allegations were branded a brazen propaganda ploy to justify President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and so discord in the U.S. But emails and correspondence obtained by the Daily Mail from Hunter's abandoned laptop show the claims may well be true. Wow. I cannot believe I'm saying those words coming from the Daily Mail. The emails show Hunter helped secure millions of dollars of funding for Metabiota, a Department of Defense contractor specializing in research on pandemic, pandemic causing diseases. He also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm, Burisma, for a, quote, science project involving high biosecurity level labs in Ukraine. The president's son and his colleagues, Devin Archer, wonderful man, 
uh, invested 500000 in Metabiota through their firm Rosemont Seneca, Seneca Technology Partners, and they raised several million dollars of funding for the company from investment giants, including Goldman Sachs. You can pull that, Mr. Producer. You know, I, I, the further I go down, right, the worse it gets. Jake, were you able to look at that I sent over uh, today? Um, and it was the, uh, um, let's see, where did I put it? I think I'm pretty good. What's that? I, it was the video about the video. person that, uh, that, well, you mean the, the Greg, Greg yeah, Reese Greg, video? Greg, where Greg Reese video. I, I asked if we can get these people. Oh, Bobolinsky. You wanted Bobolinsky. Yeah, yeah, I'm on uh, it. I'm there's, speaking there's, to some guys I know in DC. Anyway, as, yeah, as, but, Maybe a little bit of that video as, as well. Yeah, if you could, Mr. Producer, if you pull up A6, this is a, a one of the emails that really blows a whistle on how 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 corrupt and embed uh, the the establishment is and, and, and the level of lies they're willing to feed you. So this is an e email from Rob Walker uh, regarding Metabiota. Uh, he says, I'm going to have a friend reach out to the DOD on the down low. Why do you need to do something on the down low if you don't inherently know already that what you're doing is questionable and, if not, illegal? And the email continues as, as this. Guys, is there anyone we can call in D.C. to get a sense of how legit Metabiota is viewed within the various government agencies? They don't even believe the product they're selling. And from what I saw, up until they actually started landing contracts, it looked like something started out of someone's garage in the 1990s. We want to make sure we thoroughly do our diligence here, especially as Goldman and now Morgan Stanley will be doing diligence on the fund and Metabiota towards investing in both. Additionally, who have we introduced them to in D.C.? Can you please provide a list of the various folks within Cornerstone, uh, uh, which is Cornerstone Global Advisors, as well as outside the firm where we have made intros? This data will go in our investment memo, which we're trying to complete and get to potential LPs by Tuesday. Will and I met with Nathan on Tuesday, and he said they plan to retain Cornerstone Global Advisors, uh, by the way, which is great news. So they've come around on that front. We are meeting again with them today and tomorrow to discuss terms of the Series A. Uh, even more interesting is Cut A7, Mr. Producer, where they compare uh, the <laughs> Hunter, Eric, and Rob. We had a great dinner with Nathan and Robert from Metabiota last night. Remember, uh, uh, Nathan Wolf was uh, the one going back all the way to 2010, uh, doing uh, you know joint PR stunts with Anthony Fauci about the impending uh, AIDS, Ebola, and pandemic uh, wiping out uh, the world as we know it. They are looking to do a Series A in a few months, which may allow us to mark up our investment to five times what we paid. They are digitizing the microbial world. Think of it this way, what Palantir is to the CIA, Metabiota is to the DA, uh, USDA. Do you guys have any, uh, I don't, RSHPSs at DHS that would be helpful to them? They asked about this last night. They may be willing to pay someone a retainer to help them on this front. So Pre Vice President's son at the time is brokering a deal between Metabiota and trying to find government contracts across the USDA, the DOD. Also, and, and also remember this morning's episode where we discussed that they were running around trying to get all of these contracts with massive uh, poultry and beef 
uh, processors like Cargill and Tyson uh, worldwide to uh, sign contracts with so they could track animal species and the development of uh, or, you know, the uh, uprising of uh, illnesses and viruses in those uh, animals. Uh, also, if you guys could take time to meet with Nathan and Robert when they are in the D.C. office next week, that would be great. Best, John Deloche, Managing Director, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. You can call that, Mr. Producer. Well, Joe, I think they're flagging your internet. Probably because we're yeah, the only people I don't know what's flagging right now. I mean, we're, we, were, we were fine up until I just ran a, a speed report in the 70 and 240s. I don't, it's certainly not on my side. So if you want me to, if you want me to lead here, since you're, you're, you're fading in and out, uh, A8, Mr. Producer, it's shocking, Joe. I know you're, you're big on the World Economic Forum and, and the uh, uh, cabal that is involved in all of this. But are you surprised, Joe, that the World Economic Forum awarded Metabiota in either 2020 or 2021 with an award for upcoming tech med, med tech star status? Uh, and, and on their website, you actually go on their website, the visual pulled up. Metabiota harnesses data science, provides analytical to tools, and delivers hands-on support, helping governments and businesses around the world mitigate and transfer the health and economic risks posed by infectious disease. The company is widely recognized in the public and private sectors, having helped to push the boundaries of ensuring catastrophic risks, preparing for infectious disease threats, and catalyzing public-private partnerships to provide and protect global health security. Mr. Producer, A9. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. Our darkest days are ahead of us not behind us. And now's the time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there. Let's clap for that, you stupid bastard. This will be the time because you really need a world order, a financial world order. This alternative vision argues that ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. We are here. Who will develop the great narrative, the story for the future, that in order to shape the future, you have first to imagine the future, you have to design the future, and then you have to execute. So every single one of those people in that video is shockingly affiliated or connected to the World Economic Forum. We covered this earlier in the morning show that the connection between Staple Street Capital, which bought Dominion Voting Systems, and David Rubenstein, who uh, many of his former employees uh, went off to form Staple Street, uh, and then Rubenstein's uh, connection to Anthony Fauci in an, uh, an interview pre-pandemic discussing the risk of an impending pandemic and the things uh, the hypocrisies of his statements from that interview in May, where he discusses that wearing a mask has nothing to do with preventing the spread of disease, that that's paranoia, and we should not engage in that. And then several months later in November, or into the beginning of the next year, he starts going off and uh, you know telling everyone how uh, masks are necessary, and we still haven't had those uh, restrictions lifted. So, 
Uh, would you be surprised to see, Joe, or learn that the CEO of Carlisle Capital, Carlisle Group, who the president had Thanksgiving dinner with, uh, all connecting back to Staple Street with you know former executives at his firm and Staple Street acquiring Dominion, uh, would you be surprised if I told you that David Rubenstein is also a sitting member of the World Economic Forum? He's also an advisor to them. It, it would not surprise me at all. This is where it gets really good. It would not surprise me. This is this is where again you know we we've, we've kind of been on a roll the past twelve hours of just connecting everything. There's not a part that does not match up, Mr. Producer. We could pull up A11. You know we're running with a common theme here that these people have no desire to give you or allow you your freedom. They just desire to get rich off of the losses of your freedom. So. If you uh, go to uh, this is let me let me let me read let me read this. Sure, you, sure. This is David Rubenstein, uh, is the co-founder and co-chairman of the Carlisle Group, one of the world's largest and most successful private investment firms. Mr. Rubenstein uh, co-founded the firm in 1987. Since then, Carlisle has grown into a firm managing 260 billion from 29 offices around the world. Mr. Rubenstein is chairman of the board of the John F. Kennedy Center of Performing Arts, 25 million dollars. And I want to put that out because he got that money um, from the government um, and then fired all their people. A trustee of the National Gallery of Art um, uh, and the Council on Foreign Relations, a fellow at the Harvard Corporation, uh, the University of Chicago Memorial Sloan Keltering Cancer Center, Medicine, the Institute for Advanced Studies, National um, Constitution Center, the Brookings Institute, and the World Economic Forum. By the way, the okay. Brookings Institute is the one that has attacked me with impunity. Um, World director Economic of the Lincoln Forum. Center for the yeah yeah all goes all goes back the Lincoln Center for the performing arts it all it all goes back it does it absolutely goes back so as you touched upon one of the first things you can pull up Mr. Producer okay. one of the first things uh, when pa the pandemic struck in March of 2020 and they passed the first spending bill one of the first uh, disbursements in that bill the pork that was in that bill was $25 million allotted to the JFK Center for the Performing Arts. And it was a subject of controversy because everyone's like, you know, look, small businesses are shutting down. Middle America is getting crushed. Why are you putting $25 million of taxpayer money into uh, a, a, a non-essential entity? It's like, it's, 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 it's entirely irrelevant to a global pandemic. But if you pull up... Uh, Image A12, Mr. Producer. The JFK Fund, or Center for the Performing Arts Emergency Relief Package provides for tens of millions in do of, of dollars in funds to help the arts. They got $25 million. And what did they do? Well, Mr. Producer, A13. They furloughed 60% of their staff. They laid everyone off. So again, as we're currently living through right now, it has nothing to do about your well-being. It's sold to you under that wonderful disguise. It is being marketed as social uh, do-goodery. Yet, again, I'll remind you that the CEO and founder of Carlisle Group uh, sits on this board, and yet they lay off all of the blue-collar workers that work for them. Yet, they take the money, and where does the money go? Again, that's a big question. That's a big subject of this episode, is the reason why the Hunter Biden laptop is so controversial 
is it will blow the whistle on what has been done to an entire generation and generations before that. What has led up to where we are now, what has led up to why the average American cannot put food on the table, and if they can put food on the table, they can't put gas in the car, and then they have to make the decision whether they can drive to work or feed their kids. That's the reality we live in, and that is the reality of what they're trying to keep covered up. So people, be prepared. Be prepared that they will take this to the mat, and they will do everything to defend and distract against that truth from coming out, but we're going to cover it. Okay, so we're going to cover it, but we still have to get to working the problem. We know the judiciary is compromised. They need a judiciary compromise in order to, to hold up and be able to create chaos in our community. So I'm just going to tell you right now, based upon what we're dealing with, holistically, what we're dealing with, I mean, it's, it, it, we are going to have to make the decisions. If you live in a state of lawlessness, what is the next step? And I don't really care if they if they say that we're terrorists. I don't care if they say, because all they're going to say is just a bunch of lies. But, but we don't live in a world where law means anything to these people. What what Barack Obama said about that we're too simplistic and we, don't, we, we, we can't govern ourselves. And then you have all the way down the line, creating surveillance state, the World Economic Forum, creating a narrative to have to live our lives by, and then telling us we can't eat meat, you're not going to own anything. That's what Klaus, Klaus Schwab said. And then so much far as to take away your faith. They shut down the churches during the pandemic. And then you have a guy, Yoa Harari, who, you know, a Jew, not a guy. I just put it right now. You know, if you want to talk about Jews, you want to talk about people who, who honor their faith in God, then we can have a conversation. You want to talk he's about some white God. guy that says that I'm Jewish. And, yeah, and he's trying to be yeah, God. He wants to be the God. And those other people are calling him, they're calling him a prophet. He's not Jewish, people. He's Jewish. He's no more Jewish than a rock outside is a. He's not Jewish. He's a white dude that literally is trying to take away God from your life. He's literally trying to create an entire environment where they get to become gods because he's a devil worshiper. And these are the people that we're supposed to listen to. Some junior professor at uh, some university in in Israel, and all of a sudden this guy's the, the person that we're supposed to listen to? This is the guy that stands on stage and said, there, there is no Jesus? Please tell me. I just want to, I want to hear it from the crowd, from the ones in the very back, the ones up front, but the ones in the very back. Why don't you tell me how some skinny little piece of trash, three foot tall uh, midget is supposed to know whether or not Jesus is, is, is real? And I'm supposed to take his advice? Because, because of what exactly? Please tell me what exactly, as Christians, we should be letting this guy, because he said, I'm Jewish, we should be letting him act the way that he acts and tell us that, by the way, there is no God, and by the way, that the gods of the future will be people. Tell me, please, why Before we should even be tolerating this. Why, why do we go to work and come home? Why do you go to work and come home? For what? I mean, what these guys are basically is that there's no hope. They're trying to rob Community. Let me just break it down for you. If they can break down who you are as a person, can make your kids afraid and ashamed of who they are from a very young age, if they can take away the fundamentals of math and English and science, they can literally break the spirit of the human being. They can break it and you're letting it happen. You're letting them do whatever they want to you at any time and you're just supposed to take it. Think exactly. about that because that's exactly. really what, I'm, what, what, what they're saying. 
Before we get into the next part, I want to remind the viewer that this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, AirMed Care Network. Do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? Do you like to hike or spend t- a lot of time outdoors? Health insurance won't cover the, always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with AirMed Care Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 per year, your whole household will be covered in case you ever need an air medical transport. And if you use the code promo code DAILY, that is D-A-I-L-Y today, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. That is promo code DAILY, D-A-I-L-Y. All right. So as, as I sit here and, and Mr. Producer, you got some work that you're going to have to do um, on my uh, connection because people are saying that I'm, I'm echoey and, and loud. So you're going to have to go through and fix it on the audio version. Well, you know, the, Jake, as, as I look. Go ahead. As, as I look at the, it's probably because of the room I'm in, but as I look at the, the overall, the overall arching just thing to deal with in our society that we don't have to deal with. Yeah. Right. We literally are, we're losing track of Biden and what's going to happen in the next two weeks. I hope he gets indicted. I really, and maybe they, maybe they throw him to the wolves, but what about all the other people that should be indicted? What about Hillary Clinton? Who, by the way, funneled millions, helped the bank, and then funneled millions of dollars from that bank into the Clinton Foundation. That's also an interesting as their private connection. little piggy bank. That's an interesting connection there. Do you know who? Uh, towards the end, I think of twenty, it was actually in twenty twenty. It was UBS that bought a stake. Um, if I'm if I'm not in mistaken, Staple Street. In Staple Street. So UBS, uh, Clinton yeah. ally, ended up acquiring a majority stake in the portfolio held by Staple Street. And what did Staple Street hold in that portfolio? Joe? Dominion Voting Systems. There we go. Bing bong, hello. Dominion Voting Systems. But walking it back a bit to the idea that this is just a massive money grab that's been going on for decades and they'll do anything to cover it up. One of the interesting things about the uh, investigation into Hunter's finances, which just opens up another can of worms into the fraud of this uh, dynasty that exists in the swamp that is Washington, D.C., is that Hunter Biden's $142,000 Fisker sports car is scrutinized in a tax probe, okay? This is where it gets very interesting. If you pull up uh, uh, A15, please, Mr. Producer. Uh, So A15 is uh, uh, the company that owned the car, or that he got the car, and we'll get into who who the person that financed him getting the car was, but Fisker Automotive was actually a company in which uh, the Obama administration had invested $538 million of taxpayer money in. And then what happened to it, Joe? What do you think happened to Fisker Automotive? They went bankrupt. They did. So other investors in the company included some of Hunter's business partners, according to Breitbart News. But Fisker went bankrupt in 2013 after receiving $192 million in federal loan payments. And the Department of Energy later admitted losing $139 million I'm sorry, it was 192 for federal loan payments, 130, uh, 192 uh, in taxpayer money on the deal that most since uh, the 2011 failure of solar panel maker Solyndra, which was another uh, botched job. Oh, take this. 
by the Biden administration was Solyndra, where they uh, they invested hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money. And again, it doesn't matter because it's our money. What loss do they have in it? So all in all, it cost Americans $528 million. But here's the best part, Joe. Hunter Biden's karma yeah. was bought from a New Jersey dealership in 2014 with $142,300 provided by Kazakhstani banking oligarch Kenji's Rakishev, uh, the journal said, citing bank statements uh, it reviewed and a former Biden associate questioned by prosecutors. And what just happened in Kazakhstan? Do you know, do you know Look, who the guy that bought it's it? All tied to, it's all tied together, and they literally have built their own private piggy bank, and we have all become the slaves in their plantation. I mean, I, I want you to tell you that we can get out of this very quickly and very easily. We just have to stop and we have to build, you know, you talk about building an army. We have to build a group of Americans. It only has to be 20, 15, 10, 5, 10% of us. And we just stop. We just, we just stop paying into their system. We stop, you know, playing the game. We, we stop everything. We literally just shut down the economy and we say, until you hold these people accountable and put them in jail, until you get rid of the judiciary, get rid of the judges. Like if a judge, I want, I want a review of every case. It did the same thing that the Antifa shitbag judge did in the in the Coomer deal, and and basically disgraced the entire court and stood up for Antifa. If if that's what happened, then that judge goes, and that judge goes to jail, goes straight to jail. That is what we're going to have to do. You know, things drastic times call for drastic measures, and the drastic measures here is you have to cut the cancer out. Right now, our entire it's country. Everywhere. It's, is is completely compromised. If you want to, if you want to know what to do, I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you what it's going to take in order to stop this from happening. We have to become the tip of the spear. We have to become the people to stand up. A black, white, green, yellow. I don't care if you're purple with web feet. I don't care. What I do care about is that at some point, at some point in this entire deal, at some point, you decide to take a stand and you 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 stand with courage collectively with other people. I keep talking about unlikely alliances, and we're at that place right now for unlikely alliances. We're there right now. Right, look, and the Daily Mail is covering it now, so there's part of the alliance shifting, and that's what they're terrified of. Yeah. Is, you know, but, but they want to write articles about me. They want to write articles about me. Like I'm the most interesting guy in the entire world. I got people from. I have I have journalists from all over the world that are actually calling me, saying, "Hey, I'll fly into town and interview you. We, we, I want to know about uh, this this whole deal with Russian propaganda." You stupid little forks. Look, Joe, bad publicity is good publicity. Is it about me? Or, oh, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I've given up the idea that I even care about the mainstream media. To me, they're worthless. And if you listen to the mainstream media, I'm not trying to listen. I'm not trying to reach you anyway. Why would I? I think you're what Obama's talking about. Too stupid to manage your own affairs. I think Art you're a moron. War. Art of war. Use, them to use your enemy to your advantage. As I said, free pub bad publicity yeah. is good publicity, especially I, if they won't give you good publicity. I, but, but I have met a couple of good journalists, by the way, that are liberals. It, it, it's really strange. I've had some great conversations with, uh, you know, uh, Hugo uh, Lowell is actually a really good guy. He 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 um, writes for the Guardian. I actually like that guy. I think he's a nice guy. I've written, I've 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 read what he writes. I don't agree with everything that he writes, but um, he stays pretty factual. And there's others like uh, Alexandra that again. Far left play, uh, play, uh, excuse me, uh, rights for the ProPublica, I think. 
had some great conversations with her, but they, 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 they track small events and then they leave big events like this and say, ah, we're not going to cover anything. I mean, even the, even the mainstream media, even they, they say nothing about Hunter Biden in nearly a year and it's blowing up. It's literally boiling under the surface. Well, I think we're getting close to a great exodus and, and of, of the media in which there are people, you know, it's group think it's people wanting, you know, people cheering in a stadium mentality. And then as everyone starts to leave that stadium, others start to follow. And I think as long as you yeah. can stick to it and hold and, and hold your place, that much of what you dealt with in the beginning will actually reward you in the end in that you, you may also be, you know, the Pied Piper that helps lead these people out of that delusion. And I see it coming. Yeah. I see it happening. You know, there, there, there are shifts and changes occurring. Do you know who Devin Archer is? Because he's mentioned in a bunch of bunch of these emails here. I, I, yeah, I do. He's uh, an ex partner and good friend of Hunter Biden, and he was just and here here here. By the way, I got to tell you, I have a friend. I'm just going to say this right now, if I can. And my friend's name is um, Bill, and his name's Bill Walters, William Walters. Now, Bill was a, a fund manager. He's also a Marine for 10 years. Bill is serving a 42-year sentence for running what's the equivalent of a Ponzi scheme back in 2006. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you, the guy is still my friend over the last, he's been in jail now for 12 years. Over the last 12 years, I, I talk to him regularly. Now, I, I'm pretty upset over the fact that people lost, I think, 20 million or $25 million with him, but he made a lot of really bad decisions. In other words, he, the, the trade shelf fell off. He was, had a high leverage rate, went in, made a couple of bad trades and the, the 30 or $40 million he was managing turned, it evaporated. And then he falsified some records. This is best I can tell, right? Falsified some records to go out and find more money. And when he did that to pay back the previous investors, that's where you get to the Ponzi scheme of paying one person with someone else's money. Right. So this went on for, um, you know, he did really well for, you know, three or four years. And then he had a couple of years where it didn't go for him. And so he got 42 years. He got 42 years. Now, I don't, I don't suppose that, you know, 42 years is probably fits the crime, but, you know, uh, I, especially since there's other guys that are inside of this little cabal that got three or four or five years. Look, child molesters get guy, three months. Right? So. Here's a guy that is a um, sentenced Monday to more than a year in prison for his role in the scheme to defraud a Native American tribe of some $60 million in bonds. So I want you to be clear. $60 million, he gets about a year. One year and one day in a federal prison. And what does his boy's dad say about it? And, 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 but here's the deal. He has to, he has to pay $15 million in, re, in forfeiture by himself. And more than $43 million in restitution was co-defendant in the case. But listen, and I don't know if you guys put it up there. No, you didn't. This guy, Devin Archer, got one year. So, so that's that's the benefit of this is that, and you'll probably go to a minimum state uh, or minimum federal penitentiary, right? He'll play golf. He'll hang out, croquet, just kind of just chill out for a year. He won't lose any part, significant part of his life. 
And don't worry about the 15 million that he forfeited or the $40 million because the Clinton Foundation or one of these other ugly cabals will come in right behind him and they'll just fill the coffers back up for him. See, these are the decisions that can be made by people to defraud the people they say are useful idiots and get away with it. So even when you're caught, the judge is still going to do the work of the cabal. The judge is still going to take the sentencing guidelines, which were probably on a $60 million deal, somewhere between 73 months and 118 months. You know, it's somewhere between uh, seven and 10 years. That's probably what the guidelines said. But you know what he probably did? He probably, somewhere, six to 10 years. You know what he probably did? He probably went, ah, you know what? We're just going to give him one year. We're just going to let him off with one year. And this guy has had his well, hand. other Americans. This guy has had his hand in deals that you can't even count them. I mean, the deals between Rosemont Seneca and what they were advocating for, you can't even count how many deals. Uh, there's there's, there's a, a, an entire uh, advisory notice on this guy uh, about a fund in, in, in Irvine, California, and none of that gets brought up. None of that gets touched. And then what is his father, Joe, uh, Hunter Biden's son, who is partners with Devin, what does he have to say? He has the audacity to say this, Mr. Producer, pull up A18. They, 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 they sit and they placate and, and, and try to patronize minority communities and uh, indigenous communities. And then Biden comes out uh, November of 2021, so not too long ago, and Biden signs executive order to improve safety and justice for Native Americans. Joe, why didn't, why didn't Joe Biden emphasize justice and safety when his son's best friend and business deal partner or business partner who is probably connected to the joe biden himself as uh you know 10 percent for the big guy why didn't he say anything when he was robbing a native american tribe 60 million dollars in bond fraud didn't say anything but then he stands up there drools on himself and goes off on some tangent about how we have to protect the tribes because uh, you know if you go further on that matter says trump left him out in the cold Trump, well, your your son's best friend robbed them $60 million. And what did you do to the tribes? I know this because half of my family is Cherokee, okay? When I went to the reservation in 2020 in North Carolina, the Cherokee reservation, they were begging for business because their entire business was based off of tourism and gambling. And so I went through their whole setup there. And you know what I saw in the shirt rack, Joe, and the hat rack? Not a single Biden a uh, bit of paraphernalia or whatever you want to call it. It was all Trump stuff. And these poor people, that the, the, the establishment sits there and lectures and says, we're here for you. Uh, vote for us. We're going to save you. We're going to, you know, because you're brown, we're going to save you. They screw them over. They screw them over on the banking side and they screw them over on the social side and they leave them out in the open, just like they did with the black community in the inner cities. And they wreck those 100 years in 12 months time frame. And you sit there and you lecture the people and you stuff your pockets and stuff your faces at our expense. Well, I mean, if we're if we're if we're being honest about all of it, if we're just looking at all of it, we have a video. We should probably play this now. I want to play this video. But this video talks about the history behind Ukraine. And I, I want you to pay attention to something because the Nazi, the Nazis, the fact that Putin is going in and trying to destroy the Nazis. First of all, I want to tell you the Anti-Defamation League came out and said that they're not upset about the Nazis in Ukraine. They actually said this, the Anti-Defamation League, because they're not killing or attacking Jewish institutions. So th those, those Nazis, they actually said this. This is, not, this is not fake news. This is real. That it's okay that they're Nazis because they're not attacking, 
They're not attacking us, Jews. And by the way, not the faithful Jews. These heretic, crapbag, white dudes that frankly are no more Jewish, no more Jewish than, that ro than a rock outside would be a llama. Go ahead and play this video, Mr. Producer. It is A22. It is six minutes, guys. Listen to this, please. The first casualty of war is the truth. And if the American people knew the truth about U.S. interference in Ukraine, they might not be so eager to start World War III. During World War II, Western Ukraine sided with the Nazis. After the war, the CIA helped Ukrainian Nazis evade the Nuremberg trials and began operating with them within the Ukraine. After decades of CIA infiltration, the Ukrainian People's Movement emerged in 1989 and gave birth to extremist groups Svoboda, Trident, and Right Sector. Neo-Nazi groups pushing for the ethnic cleansing of Ukraine. Extremist groups cultivated by the CIA, supported by the U.S. State Department, and used by the IMF to bring Ukraine to heal. When Yinyakovic beat NATO-backed Yushchenko in the 2010 elections, his government was being pressured into signing an EU association agreement by the International Monetary Fund in their typical conquer-by-debt offer that would financially ruin the Ukraine and place them at the mercy of the World Bank. Yanukovic declined their offer. And in today's corrupt world, you're not allowed to say no to the IMF. Funded by Western NGOs associated with George Soros and the CIA, a highly organized color revolution was immediately deployed against Yanukovych. Organizations such as the National Endowment for Democracy trained activist journalists to utilize Facebook, along with three brand new television networks created within weeks to recruit people for the protests. This Western-run media campaign was a huge success. The turnout was massive. The CIA has been orchestrating revolutions their entire career, and the first step to their simple formula is to convince people to take to the streets in peaceful protest. They then use agitators to goad the police into violence and state-run media to ignite the crowd with emotionally charged reports of sacred victims. On November 30th, 2013, the Ukrainian chief of staff, associated closely with the U.S. State Department, ordered the streets to be cleared of protesters for the erection of the annual Christmas tree. When the police arrived, they were met by a highly aggressive and well-organized faction of Ukraine's right sector, who provoked the police into a violent reaction against peaceful protesters, which is all the Western intelligence media reported on. Predictably, this resulted in more unrest and violence, which was further fueled by U.S. Senator John McCain's support of the protests. Leaked phone calls reveal that the U.S. State Department was orchestrating this coup d'etat from within the U.S. Embassy with support from Vice President Joe Biden. On February 20th, unidentified snipers firing from government buildings occupied by the protesters began firing into the crowd, killing people on all sides. Yanukovych's home and offices were taken by armed mobs, 
and a new government was put into place with a neo-Nazi element that went on to accept the IMF's spurious loan offer and began murdering the Russian-speaking population of Ukraine in Donbass. As a result of this Western-created quagmire, 96% of the people in Crimea voted in favor of joining Russia. And while the nation celebrated, Western media reported that they were invaded by Russia. Their proof? A Russian military presence which has existed there since 1804. Supporting a criminal war against Russia does not make you a patriot. It makes you a useful idiot of the globalist banking cartel. The very same entities waging war on all of humanity with vaccine passports and experimental jabs. A righteous patriot would call out his government for war crimes. And through fraud and deceit, the United States government has been the world's biggest purveyor of war crimes for decades. All in the name of spreading McDonald's, genetically modified foods, and sexual perversions worldwide. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Everything so, you have been so there told you is a lie. Everything. And it's getting worse. And, and look, I, I want to say this, if I can say this, if it's okay for me to say this to you. Say that we want. are both the reason, the reason why we got here and we are the solution. We are both. We are the solution and we are the problem. And the problem is, is that it hurts when you fall off your skateboard. It hurts. It, it hurts when you fall out of a tree. It hurts when you crash your car. It hurts. Those things hurt. And the thing that, that hurts in this is that you don't know what will hurt first. You don't know if it's going to be like crashing your car or getting punched in the lip or falling off your skateboard. You don't have any idea. And I'll frankly tell you that it, it stepping out on November 9th and talking about Dominion voting systems was terrifying. Not because I was afraid. It was terrifying because in my life, I have always looked forward and said, I know what the next part of my path is. I can see the light. I, I plan my path. I look for the problem. I work the problem and I go straight towards it. But in this, I didn't have that, I didn't have that luxury. See, I was looking at things from the reverse. I was, I was walking down this path trying to figure out, okay, how, how is this supposed to play out on my side? How, how am I supposed to how am I supposed to reconcile all the things that we're dealing with? How do I reconcile all those things? And so the further you get down, you, you start making the decision that you're going to have to follow God. You're just going to have to have faith. Not because I wanted to, but because I had to. But that's, that, that is what I mean when I say that we are the answer, that this is not hopeless. They're telling us what they want to do. They want to strip us of God from our community. They want to make themselves gods. They want you to be a slave. They're already talking about how to tax people at a higher rate. It's, that's just going to push the billionaires to put their money into foundations and 501c3s where they can basically have tax havens that they can use as their own piggy banks. What do you think that the, ch the chase environment and the, the uh, Rothschilds have done for decades? Oh, They've the created well, the subject dynasties. of this. I got a, an interesting uh, form D to show you before we wrap this up. Mr. Producer, A19, talking about the global banking uh, cartel. Uh, this is a, uh, I'm trying to see the date on it. Um, it is, 
It's a, not find the date, but it was sometime in 2020, beginning of 2020. But the Form D itself is uh, the exchange of shares and ownership via State Street Capital, who at the time owned Dominion Voting Systems, and then a transfer of ownership to UBS International Bank. And now you go, oh, well, wait, where's the connection there? And these are not claims. These are just ideas to work through your mind. Mr. Producer, you pull up A20. So while Hillary was sitting in power, Hillary Clinton helps a bank and then it funnels millions to the Clintons. And surprise, surprise, Joe, they just reopen the CGI and much of their targeted ads on YouTube all go to raising money for uh, Ukraine. The Wall Street Journal's eyebrow-raising story of how the presidential candidate and her husband accepted cash from UBS without any regard for the appearance of impropriety that it created. And then lastly, if you go to image, but they don't have to care guys. they don't, they don't care and they don't have to because the judiciary is compromised. Who's going to hold them accountable? Who please tell me who. According to the constitution, it's us, Joe. It is us. And by the way, they want to make us out to be something we're not. So lastly, let's pull up image a 21 and dive into this one a little bit deeper. Hillary Clinton's overlap of private and political activities was once again in the spotlight on Thursday after a Wall Street Journal report that since Clinton helped broker a settlement in a legal tax case against UBS while she was Secretary of State. She did a lot of stuff while she was Secretary of State. Libya, Benghazi, all of these these horrific things just coincidentally happened. Arab Spring, all of that. Uh, The Swiss bank has increased its financial support and involvement in Clinton Foundation projects. In February 2009, the IRS sued UBS and demanded that it disclose the names of 52,000 possible American tax evaders, probably most of them are in Congress, with secret Swiss bank accounts. In the months that followed, thanks to involvement of Clinton as Secretary of State and Swiss lawmakers, a legal settlement was negotiated. On 19th of August 2009, as the world economy is collapsing and the blue-collar working-class American and working-class person across the world is getting bludgeoned because of the, 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 the crisis that was formed by Lehman Brothers and formed by the bankers, uh, former Lehman Brother guys that went to Staples Street, it was announced that UBS would pay no fine and would provide the IRS with information of about 4,500 accounts within a year. So 52,000 total, they provided 4,500. Since the deal was struck, disclosures by the foundation and the bank show that donations by UBS to the Clinton Foundation growing from less than 60,000 through 2008 to a cumulative total of about 600,000 by the end of 2014. That was thanks, keep the change, according to the Wall Street Journal. The bank also teamed up with the foundation on the Clinton Economic Opportunity Initiative, creating a pilot entrepreneur program through which UBS offered $32 million in loans to businesses, the newspaper reported. Other UBS donations to the Clinton Foundation included a $350,000 donation from June 2011 and a $100,000 donation for a charity golf tournament. Additionally, UBS paid more than $1.5 million in speaking fees to Bill Clinton. Between 2001 and 2014, <laughs> I did not have relations with that bank. Yeah, look, we, we, we know we all of these people. <laughs> we know all these things connect and we know that they're going to get away with whatever they're going to get away with until we decide we're not willing to let them get away with it. I mean, they, you know, you saw that video that we just played. And what was funny about that video, if you just look at it on its face or otherwise, 
is that they put people like Antifa on the streets to instigate the police, antagonize them, and then tell them to stand down. They did that. They, they, they are literally trying to control our society and turn us into slaves. We're already slaves. Now they're talking about taking more of the pie from us. And so I'm just going to ask you, I'm just going to ask you again. I'm just, I'm just going to just ask you the question. What are you willing to tolerate? They're coming after your children. They're coming after your schools. They're coming after your inner cities. They're, they're, you know, the mass incarcerations. They think by the way, that the inner city, they think that they're just, they'd be so much happier if you just let them run amok on, on, uh, everyday citizens, take away their guns, take away their ability to defend themselves like they did in New York. Right. And they'll be fine. Then they'll, yeah. they'll be okay. They'll leave us alone. No, no. What's going to happen is that people like me, people like you, at some point are going to decide to stand up and take a, take a position where you're tired of getting punched in the mouth. You know, no one lives forever, but I, I am going to tell you that if we don't get this, if we don't stand up and hold these people accountable, if we don't start holding our own tribunals, we don't start literally taking their stuff and putting it outside, we are letting them steal an entire nation and they've already done it around the world. And it's, it's the, it, it is the intelligence community. It 100% is the intelligence community. And it 100% is the apparatus of government. And you can't respect that apparatus because that apparatus is designed to destroy you. They genocided a million Americans over the last two years. A million. Well, before we wrap up. How does that make you feel? <laughs> that, that letter they all signed on to com confirm their, uh, their involvement. It confirmed their treason. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'd like to get in the last two ad reads. I will remind the audience that we are sponsored by IP Vanish. Tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet? Maybe advertisers know a little bit too much of you, or you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, hackers, or your ISP or advertisers. You can use your IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, tablet, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether you're at home or in public, you don't go on and and you cannot go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee. That's like getting the first 9 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with IP Vanish. Go to ipvanish.com daily and use promotional code daily. That is D-A-I-L-Y and claim your 70% savings. And the last one, their, uh, their competition or whatever you want to call it, is wrapping up our partner Enerforce is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 gooseneck trailer uh, with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick and $20,000 in cold hard cash. Conservative Daily listeners will get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made by using the promo code CD21. That is Charlie Delta 21. Visit their site at enerforce.com. That is E-N-R-Force, F-O-R-C-E.com. Buy some gear, support our troops, and win big. They're actually doing, uh, they did a big partnership with us with their Free Our People shirt for the January 6th prisoners. And at the end of all of this, they will be uh, donating a portion of the proceeds to uh, those prisoners. Joe, any last words? No, no, that's not, that's, not, that's not what's happening. We're, we got them as a sponsor. They're paying us a sponsorship fee. We're donating that sponsorship fee to them. 
but we asked them to put a t-shirt together, which is the save free our people t-shirt and sweatshirt. And they did that for us, but, um, they, they're also very generous with, with, uh, veterans as well, but no, we, we are the ones making the donation. All right. Fantastic. Any last words? Yeah. So we're out of time. We are out of time. If you, if you like us, please follow us on rumble. We've got a couple more people or things we're going to add to this, by the way, you can follow me on telegram or follow us on telegram at conservative daily. You can follow me at Joe Altman. You can follow me on true social. I am absolutely on true social. Now I've, I've taken a few days off, um, from making any, uh, massive posting other than all the stuff that I was reading about with Hunter Biden's, uh, diaries. We are going to uh, get a bunch of information from Garrett Ziegler as well. He's been working on Hunter Biden's diaries. Hopefully, we'll get him on in the next uh, next couple of weeks as well. Um, you also know, uh, if you want to follow us, Maxie's guy. Uh, yeah, you know, Maxie's guy. Maxie needs to 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 break bread and and uh, you know figure out a way to to play nice with Garrett. I'm I'm just not sure the, why the fighting. Uh, they're both supposed to be heading towards the same door of accountability. So. We need to get them, uh, you know, uh, reconciled at some point, um, or not, but they just need to stop. He just needs to stop talking badly about Garrett. I don't think that's appropriate, but, uh, if you want to follow us live, you can follow us at conservative daily.com. You can follow us on, uh, rumble, uh, D live, uh, Twitch, uh, cloud hub, and obviously Frank speech. If you want to follow us on the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go there, give us a five-star review. Um, and if you if you like the podcast, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Um, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text uh, FREEDOM to 89517. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to uh, our newsletter in the, in the uh, part below. And, uh, you know, that way you won't even miss any of our uh, updates. Uh, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Jake Freyho. We'll see you and in the I'm next gonna episode. And I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. Pray first. Never lose faith. Pray, right? And remember that the fight is not won, but the only way we fight, only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. God bless you all. <laughs>